It is the LDS Live Podcast. I'm Kevin Williams, podcasting from my Kevin Cave in West Jordan, Utah. Welcome to the podcast. It is 11.08 a.m. on Friday, May 19th, 2017. I know it's been a long time since I've done a podcast. Um, I've been busy... Uh, getting some things lined up for in my own personal life. And another reason I haven't done the podcast is certain guests that uh, I have tried to have come on would follow through at the last minute. And this podcast was originally meant to have guests on. However, I had a conversation with myself and realized I've reached a point where pretty soon I'm going to have to decide... Am I going to keep this going, or am I going to just not do it at all and take the whole thing down? Well, I came to the conclusion that I had too much up there for people not to hear, so I wanted to keep going with this, and that's what I'm doing. Now, another reason that I'm continuing this podcast, I go through a server called Blueberry. Blueberry links to my uh, WordPress account, which uh, links up to Blue Hosting, which hosts the wonderful website that I have up. And I pay $20 a month for it. Well, I prepaid the Bluehost for, uh, let's see, um, I believe three years, something like that. Two or three years, something like that. So, I want to keep this going because I've been paying Blueberry $20 a month and not doing a podcast for several months. So, I've reached a point where pretty soon I'm going to have to decide, do I keep this going or do I just let it go and take the whole thing down? Well, I want to keep this going. And there's a lot to talk about right now. Oh, by the way, just so you know, I do have a guest coming up soon. I'm not going to reveal who it is yet because I haven't gotten it pinned down. I haven't gotten a time pinned down, nor have I, uh, nor have we talked. We've talked about him coming on, but I haven't given him the final details or anything like that. So that's uh, one of the reasons why I'm not telling you who the guest is. Once I get it pinned down, you'll find out. By the way, that reminds me, if you want updates on the podcast, subscribe to the Facebook page, LDS Life Podcast. Also, uh, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast through iTunes. And you can also subscribe to, there's a lot of podcast apps. I don't think I'm on Stitcher yet. That'll have to come soon. But I know that you can download apps such as Downcast uh, Podcast to uh, subscribe to the, the feed here. So uh, there's lots of ways. And uh, also, if you have a comment or a suggested guest, go ahead and email that to me, Kevin W., as in Kevin Williams, Kevin W., at LDSLifePodcast.com. That's Kevin W. at LDSLifePodcast.com. Well, we're going to get into today's topic. LDS, the uh, LDS Church as it pertains to scouting. The church has finally, finally began distancing themselves from scouting. Not wholeheartedly, 
not wholeheartedly, the way I would like. I wish that they'd dis distance themselves entirely from scouting. But at least they're on the right track now. Distancing themselves from scouting. Let me just give you the background here to catch all of you up. And then uh, we'll start in with my commentary. January 1st, 2014. The Boy Scouts of America decided that they would allow homosexuals into the program. Well, no big deal, at least for some of us yet, because they still didn't allow practicing homosexuals to be leaders, although many of us knew that that was coming. But at the time, people such as me weren't too alarmed by it yet, because the leaders were still, uh, still had to be straight, for lack of a better word. Then, July 27, 2015, the church came, or not the church, <clears throat> the Boy Scouts of America came out and said, well, we'll have uh, homosexuals now as scout leaders. Very, very troubling. Very troubling. And I remember just a few days after when I got a notification on my iPhone stating that uh, the church would still stay with scouting, I was not happy. I just kept thinking to myself, why didn't you take care of this years ago? We'll get into this a little bit later in the podcast. But I just said, why didn't you take care of this years earlier? Then the church, uh, or the Boy Scouts of America came out and said, uh, in January uh 31st, 2017, they came out and said, oh, we'll allow uh, transgender people to be in the program. So, in other words, it doesn't matter what your birth certificate says, or doesn't matter what your sex was at the beginning of birth. No, it matters what you claim it is on your application. So, a girl, Sheila, could uh, be a transgender and go by Tom. Oh, guess what? She's now allowed to be in the Boy Scouts of America. What the church has done is uh, they came out with a statement May 11th, 2017 stating that uh, they will distance themselves, I'm paraphrasing of course, they will distance themselves from scouting, is essentially what they're saying. Not wholeheartedly, but at least from ages 14 on. So ages 14 to 18, in other words, they're distancing themselves from varsity scouting. Now, I didn't know this, although I kind of suspected it was true, but I didn't know that uh, the LDS Church had their own varsity scouting. You can find this on the uh, Boy Scouts of America website. The LDS Church, as of now, does varsity scouting from 14 to 15. And then they modify the rest of it from 16 to 18. But as of January 1st, 2018, 
they will uh, do their own program. I think this is a good idea. It isn't just because of the homosexuality and Boy Scouts and them letting the LGBT community come in. Although I think that's the straw that's breaking the camel's back. That's just my opinion. Because I believe if uh, the Scouts maintained the policy that we're not going to allow any homosexual leaders then I think the church would probably stick with uh, Boy Scouts for quite a while. Eventually, they may have gone on their own. Who knows? But I think this is a straw that's breaking the camel's back. Let's just put things into perspective here and uh, drop the LGBT conversation for a few minutes. Let's remember that the church is a global organization. And Scouts is just in the U.S. and Canada. So basically what the church is trying to do now by dropping their affiliation with Varsity Scouts is they're trying to include ways that men, young men from 14 to 18, can participate and grow themselves spiritually, physically, and mentally. I don't know what the program uh, inquires. I don't know what it does. or so I, I know what it's supposed to do. But I don't know exactly the format. So I can't comment on this anymore. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see if this program is successful. But it isn't just because of the LGBT issue like some people are making it out to be. Here's what bothers me about this. As much as I am glad that uh, the church is distancing themselves from scouting, at least partially, they needed to work on this a long time ago, as far back as 1993. What was going on in 1993? Well, we had uh, President Clinton start the debate should gays be allowed in the military? Then in mid-July of 1993, he came up with the don't ask, don't tell policy. Well, not too long after, uh, gays, in the military, gays in the military was a topic. There was a debate going on, rather... Uh, gay men can be scout leaders or let alone involved in the scouting program and I remember my parents talking about oh I don't want to I don't want my 13 year old at scout camp if this is going to happen and it wasn't just my parents saying that either it was a few people I remember having a conversation in August of 93, now I was uh, 13 years old back then, in August of 93 I, was, I had a conversation with the waterfront director of the scout camp that I went to. He swore up and down that if they ever let homosexuals be leaders, he was leaving the BSA. 
If he hasn't already, I believe that he has. So, I, I, it bothers me that the church did not have a pilot program at least from 1993 till possibly 2014, 2015, however you want to debate the topic. The brethren knew that this was coming for a long time. They knew. They may have discussed leaving the church, the scouting program in 93, but they sure didn't act on it. I wish they would have. We could have had a really awesome program by now in the LDS church. And it could have been global. We, we could have been far ahead of our time. But, having said that, the general authorities are on the right track. And good for them uh, for recognizing the problem. Here is why I think eventually the church might distance themselves from scouting altogether. This is just my opinion. I cannot, uh, I don't, don't, uh, I have not talked to anyone in authority about this. I think as the uh, LGBT community and the rest of the world, or I should probably say the LGBT community and the religious world get uh, uh, start fighting on LGBT issues, civil rights as it pertains to LGBT uh, people, it's just going to polarize church members more and more. And what about going to scout camp? How's that going to go over with uh, LDS church members and LGBT? Now, I know that right now, the Boy Scouts of America has said, you don't have to accept LGBT leaders. Neither does any religious organization in scouting. Well, it's only a matter of time before they, might, uh, before they will start demanding it, in my opinion. Just my opinion, but I think it's only a matter of time before they do that. If they talked about uh, accepting Boy Scouts, uh, homosexual scout leaders in 93, and now it's done, how do you know that at some point it won't be forced on people? Here's another issue to consider. People such as me like to put our money where our mouth is. Every October, it seems like, we sit in a priesthood meeting, us men sit in priesthood meeting, and we hear the same speech year after year, oh, we need money for scouting. People like me are going to say, uh-uh, nope, nope, the Boy Scouts of America is not supporting morality, therefore we will not give money. In fact, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if the number of LDS people donating to the BSA has dwindled because of the policy made back in 2015, July 27th, where they said we will allow homosexuals to be scout leaders. 
I really wish the church well in what they're trying to do. I really do, because for me, by the time I was 13 and a half, scouting was a joke. Part of it was me. But I'll tell you the other part as I go along in uh, my experience with scouting. When I was 13 and a half, I was more interested in music and women. I wasn't into scouting at all when I was 13 and a half. Yeah, I went because my parents made me, but that doesn't mean I enjoyed it. And part of the reason I didn't enjoy it is I felt like we weren't doing enough. We weren't really going on a lot of camping trips. We didn't, uh, in fact, in 1993, we only went on one camping trip as scouts. And that was uh, to, uh, that was to scout camp. We really should have gone, in my opinion, on at least three or four different scout camps. Or not, just even overnighters would have been sufficient. That that was part of it. The other problem is, is uh, you know when I went at the age of thirteen and a half, it just seemed like all we did was just talk about how to start campfires and how to survive in the wilderness, but we never put anything into practice. In fact, the only time I remember up until ninety three going on an overnighter. Why, let me rephrase that. The only time that I went on overnighters and scouts in general, this is from age 11 to 14, actually age 11 to 16, the only times that we went on overnighters or that I did as a scout was once in, uh, I want to say late February possibly of 1991, once in August of 1992 and once in September of 94. That was it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but a good scouting program, they would have several overnighters or several times where they would start fires and do things that men, young men, are supposed to be doing. Not that a young woman can't do it, but Stereotype is young men should be doing this kind of thing. Well, that was a problem. And especially when I was 14. All scouting was was just a social event. That's all it was. We met. We didn't recite the scout oath or any of that. We just met and did things like play basketball in the cultural hall, in the gym there. Or we would meet and go to uh, have pie at a restaurant somewhere. We'd meet and go bowling. Or uh, we would meet and just go out to eat because none of us had dinner yet and we were hungry. So we decided to go out to eat. I remember that very well. And I began to think this is a joke. 
And I don't mean any disrespect to the person who was a scout leader when I was 14. But I didn't, I felt like he didn't give it his all. Oh yeah, I remember one time we met uh, at this leader's house and just played video games. And this particular leader and one of the students, one of the people there talked about the latest computer game what was in the game doom and doom one or doom two and how bad it was and how the scout leader said oh yeah you can take some of that out now there's a way to do it and then he uh and then uh, i didn't know anything about computers or games so i just kind of sat there i was bored out of my mind i probably didn't look it but i was feeling it and I know I am not the only person who has had these experiences. I know several people have. Because I've had conversations with people about it. Perhaps. Maybe. Just maybe. Had we done more overnighters. Had we done more fire starting not being pyromanias but actually starting fires uh, in the backyard of the church that I had attend there was actually a fire pit there had we done more of that maybe just maybe I would have enjoyed it more sure I still would have been into music politics and women and later my interests were music computers and women because at 16 I wasn't into politics too much. I knew what was going on. And I'd still listen to talk radio every now and again. But I wasn't into it like I was before. Like I am now. But just maybe had we had those things. We might have actually. I may have started to enjoy it. So whatever the church does. I hope that they continue to do the things that you do in scouting. Because the activities that you're supposed to do in scouting are fine. It's the policies that aren't. And I want to emphasize something else too while I'm on this topic. Some people, I have said in the past, and I'm going to say it again because I think it needs to be said. I have nothing against homosexuals as people. As a matter of fact, you might be surprised to find that I have a very good friend who is gay. Very, a very good friend of mine. Now, granted, there are certain things him and I just don't talk about uh, because of his lifestyle. But he is still a good friend of mine. I met him in Louisiana when I was a student there going to training on how to adjust to being blind. And we had wonderful conversations about blindness. We had, uh, he used to cook me, he didn't do it a lot, but occasionally he would cook me dinner and have me come over, and he would invite others over. I can honestly say he was a pretty darn good cook, too. 
Wow, did he know how to make uh, spicy crawfish and rice put in a stew. Wow, that was really good. Very spicy, too. Real good. He was a master at cooking that. I would have him cook for me any day if I could. We still keep in touch. Probably once every three months. He's still a good friend of mine. And if uh, someone who is in the LGBT community wants a job, let's say as a truck driver or a CEO of a company, and they meet all of the they meet all of the qualifications. Well, do they have a right to be hired? Certainly. This is not a bash on homosexualities or anybody in the LGBT on homosexuals or anyone in the LGBT community. This is about morals. The BSA, Boy Scouts of America, is supposed to live up to Christian values. And clearly, with homosexuality, is going against God's law. This is be a great time for me to quote you the Scout Law, or the Scout Oath. Are you ready? Here we go. On my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country and to obey the scout law to help other people at all times to keep myself straight. Oh, no, so I'm sorry, to keep myself strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. No pun intended there. The scout law says a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean. I might actually have morally clean, reverent, and yes, if you want to put this in there, hungry. There. I didn't see anywhere in there uh, that doesn't have any Christian values. But when we're talking about a religious stance and a group that has to, that group that claims to promote Christian values, I'm sorry, homosexuality doesn't do it. The BSA can make all the justifications that they want. Oh, we're we, we're doing this because of a lawsuit. Oh, we're doing this because times have changed. Well, you know what? That doesn't mean that we we as Christians or Latter Day Saints, you don't even have to be a Latter Day Saint, but. We as Christians don't have to accept it. Let me remind you of a talk that Boyd K. Packer gave on October 3rd, 2010, Sunday morning session at General Conference. President uh, Packer talked about his experience at a, uh, a school several years before 2010 in New Mexico. And a teacher came up to him. Or I guess the teacher was talking to him about something that happened. One of the students brought a kitten to class. You can only imagine how that would disrupt the whole class. 
So, the teacher had the student show the kitty to the class. Everything went fine until the te uh, until the, one of the students asked, is it a boy or a girl? Because this teacher didn't want to get into a whole lesson, she said, it doesn't matter, it's just a kitty. Well, people persisted to know. So one boy raised his hand and said, I know how we can tell. And the teacher said, how? And the boy said, let's vote on it. And people were laughing uh, in the conference. And President Packer says, you can laugh about this. But there are people who are not only tolerating immorality, but they are advocating uh, laws that go against morality. God's laws. What did the Supreme Court do? Uh, June 26, 2015? Yeah, they uh, made homo uh, they made same-sex marriage legal. Well, President Packer then went on to explain what would happen if we tried to go against the law and change the law of gravity. Well, it wouldn't work, would it? There, there's nothing. We would accomplish nothing. Well, the same goes for morality as it pertains to homosexuals and scouts. Like I said, I wish the church would uh, uh, distance themselves from scouting entirely. And I think it's a possibility that they may someday. But the church is on the right track, and I wish them well. I really do. I wish... I hope that uh, whatever it is that they're trying to do works. And I hope it doesn't become a big joke like the scouting program has for many years. Now, I want to bring up something else that somebody said on a podcast uh, a few years ago. And she actually brought up a very good point. That is this. If people were getting paid to be scout leaders, then maybe scouting wouldn't be such a bad thing. Her point was, maybe scouting wouldn't be such a joke, and people like me wouldn't have had such a bad experience with scouting. Yeah, if uh, people in the church were being interviewed to fulfill that position and get a salary. And now, of course, that's not going to happen. I'm not suggesting that that would happen. Never. But I think the point is well taken. If you got paid to do something, you might do a better job at it, was her whole point. Now, the church should never go this route because it also would be against church doctrine. But I think she was just saying, when you get paid to do something, you generally do a better job at it. Well, that's true. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I promise I will update this more. There's a lot of things that I want to talk about. A lot of things. And so uh, I hope that uh, you enjoy the podcast. 
Again, I have a guest coming up. If you if you like the LDS podcast on Facebook, it's just called LDS Life Podcast. If you like it on Facebook, uh, go to LDSLifePodcast.com. I will keep you up to date when guests are coming up and so forth. In the meantime, I will uh, I will talk to you later, folks. <laughs>